Barry Manilow's an alien? Might be. He looks weird. It's the plastic surgery, bro. Well. Or he, he's been slow. Counterpoint. Counterpoint. He's an alien. He's slowly been reshaping his face to become a gray yeah, in hopes, in, in higher hopes that he gets abducted. Now you're with it. I think. He's making himself more attractive. To the aliens. Yeah. He's he's making himself more abductable. Exactly. If you like, what would that be? Well, what is that list of being more more abductable? more abductable features? Yeah, or not not necessarily even physically, but just like you know. Well, you got to live out in the middle of nowhere. Okay, that's step one. Is it? Yeah. Okay. The, I, I believe you. I'm just, just double just, checking. You know, there's just more room to work out there if you live in sure. the desert or something. More room to fly. Yeah. Yeah. And know. less room or less opportunities to be seen. Yeah. Exactly. Fewer eyes. If you um. Will. You want to be you probably want to be small, a small person. Yeah, can you say that's more? That's why they're always taking kids. So they're easier easier to pick up. <laughs> I feel like if you can travel across the galaxy, no, and or universe, like lifting a. I'm not saying any of these are a sure thing. I'm just saying it should be slightly easier. Okay, all right. Um, maybe maybe if you keep learning how to dunk, you'll be able to just like jump into the ship. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shout out to whoever I'm, was in the Facebook group this week that was like, hey, quick question. Because <laughs> <laughs> Spencer Donkey yeah, I didn't see. No. You guys abruptly stopped talking about this. What happened? <laughs> Spoiler alert. Absolutely nothing has happened. Not yet. Spoiler alert. Not yet. Maybe slight negative process, progress has been made. Possibly. Okay. So be, sm- <laughs> so be smaller. Mm-hmm. Live in the middle of nowhere. Yep. What else do we, what else do we have? Um, be like Barry Manilow and make your face look like a gray. Yep. Okay, that's yep. Okay, that's three. A pretty one though. A pretty gray. Yeah. Do you have to wear a blonde wig then? Well, that helps. It depends on who you're trying to get abducted by. Also, mm. do you want to get abducted by the grays, mm. or would you rather get abducted by the Nordics? Maybe you sandwich. I'd rather it. get abducted by the tall, sexy aliens. Uh, maybe you sandwich it so you like mm-hmm. it's a fitty fitty. It's a coin flip. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> a Make gray. yourself more attractive for that alien sandwich. So you mm, gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So maybe you like you gotta you gotta stretch your body out and surgery your face look like a gray and wear a blonde wig. Yeah, that should do it. You know when E. T. put on the the dress and the wig? Yep. Yeah, that's what you're going for. That's you. But like <laughs> that's, that's human to alien, alien, not alien not. to no, human. No, no, exactly like that. Okay. Yep. You wanna look like E. T. wearing a wig. So then I have a very important follow up question. Sam Cassell's getting close. Facts. If Sam Cassell <laughs> was willing to wear a blonde wig and move into the middle of like He's a little bit too Indiana tall. Indiana or something. Just give him some time. That's true. The, the universe will shrink him as he yeah. ages. Gravity. That's how it works. So, so my follow-up question is: If these are the prereqs, mm-hmm. how have you not executed on all of these <laughs> so that you get well, abducted? Um, part part of it is pretty expensive. Plastic surgery part. Oh, that's true. We gotta get a few more people on Patreon before I can have alien surgery. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> Fun, fun to spend Spencer's alien conversion therapy. Oh, oh! I'm gonna be an alien one day. It's like the guy who got all the uh, the plastic surgery to look like a Ken doll. Mm. You're like that, but in like alien pursuit or the <laughs> instead guy of who, Ken doll pursuit. Or the guy who cut his dick off so he'd have more surface area for tattoos. Ah! <laughs> ah! <laughs> you hear about that guy? No. <laughs> oh, that's a guy. First of all, I hate this. <laughs> Second of all, that's not true. Yeah, right. You actually you, you, you lose you surface area, my guy. I'm <laughs> shitty at math, and I know that. Oh, 
Also, can we go back in time? Can we time travel to before I knew that was a thing that a person did? Nope. No, we can't. Barf sauce, dude. No. You said barf sauce? What's wrong with you? Don't act like I'm grosser than the guy who did that awful thing that shall not be named. You are also gross now. I hate him and his pursuits. (laughs) It's an impressive stance. I know. I despise him. I would I would hit his face with my hand if I saw him. Why? That's very mean. Because I don't. He's an autonomous person who should do what he wants to make himself happy. And if that in- involves tattooing his flat groin, then <laughs> he should do it. <laughs> Barf. If if you, you do you a don't thing, have to. <laughs> if you do a thing in the name of gaining square footage and in fact lose square footage, I still get to make fun of you. I didn't say he was like super smart or anything. Well, I just stated a fact. A man did that. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I just had like, I paused for a moment enough to let like seven questions go through my brain. And then I was like, let's skip nope, all of them. Not yep. going to, not even gonna. Speaking of aliens. We're sorry that we, uh, we potentially yeah, projected one of those questions whatever. into your head as well. Speaking of aliens. Hi guys. It's the what if podcast. My name's Ryan. That's Spencer. Hey, you want to hey. hear about the Nazca lines? Um, we have a couple quick announcements before we dive into NASCAR lines, bro. Okay. Uh, we got to tell the people about some things before okay. we talk about, uh, it's part two. We're doing a part two of what if you found an out of place artifact? Mm-hmm. Because boy, oh boy, did we have notes overflowing with um, delightful nuggets of alien fodder. It's another horrible sentence. Delightful nuggets? Of alien fodder. That's gross. Uh, Heck. That's... <laughs> That's what aliens call your balls. <laughs> you had announcements or something? Woo! I had announcements. We have a couple of things to talk about quick. Um, the first one is if you're a member of the Facebook group, which you should be because boy, oh boy, it gets, it gets wilder in there every week. Uh, the, the Just go to Facebook.com and search uh, the group and you can join it. But we let everybody in there know that Every once in a while we do this, uh, we make our Patreon episode, the paid episode, uh, free for anybody who wants to just go check it out and see kind of what we do on the Patreon. And this week we had a very special Patreon episode. I would say maybe our specialist. It was our best one by a lot. Um, the other ones are pretty good. This one was just just outstanding. And and we're not saying that to make you give us money because it's free. So you could just go listen to it. Uh, it's it's free. But also, to we'll take your to. money if you want. Yeah, and if you want whatever forty or fifty more of those, you could do that too. If you if you support on the Patreon, but uh, but the one and only Bear, shout out to Bear. Uh, Bear hopped on the phone with us. Yes, he is. Uh, hopped on the phone with us and told us some of his stories that uh he had been teasing in his voicemails. And um, man, he had some fascinating and cool, interesting stories. And he's a super cool dude and a super kind supporter. Uh, and he and he hung out on the phone with us for like I don't know half hour, forty five mm-hmm. minutes or so, uh, and told us those. So that's on the Patreon episode. So go to patreoncom slash uh, podcast. or if that's too much for you to remember, you can go to bitly slash if. Whoa. Uh, and those Throwing are always out the, the short URLs on the podcast. Short URLs. We made it to 2013. <laughs> hey, uh, bit.ly slash more. What if you can go to the Patreon and you can listen to that bear episode. That's Dang. number one. Number two, we've been telling y'all this for a second, um, but we want to keep making sure, you know, cause the plan is coming together. I'm, I'm drumming my fingers together. Like, God damn. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very good. Uh, I'm drumming our fingers together like like I'm evilly planning something, but we're not evil. We're planning something cool. Ryan's trying to make a Montgomery Burns reference. Mr. Burns. That's his name. Mr. Yeah, the Mr. Burns. Yeah. The Montgomery Burns. What's Mr. Burns' middle name? Don't know. You should make it up. Stephen. Montgomery Stephen Burns. Mm-hmm. My wards. Montgomery wards. Burns. I thought you called him Warts for a second. Maybe. Montgomery Warts Burns. Yes. Ooh. Gross. Um, we're doing a live show in person in Minneapolis at Ice House mm-hmm. in September of this year. And if you go to bit.ly slash what if 100. It's September 19th, by the way. September 19th. I'll, yes. People may need a little more specificity. Fair. Facts. Uh, September 19th. Uh, w- go to bit.ly slash what if 100. You can get tickets. Uh, you can see. Did you discover URL shorteners this week? What I happens? just realized we didn't have a good way to say this is where you go get tickets. We, we oh. were like, go to Instagram and then go to our bio link. Just put it on our website, dog. Well, we can do that too. But. For those using your ears right now, uh, that's how to that's or how to go in the, grab tickets in the, sh- in the show notes. We'll dog. put it in the show notes too, uh, so you can do it with your ears or you can do it with your thumbs. But yeah, we're gonna uh, we're gonna do a live show. We're gonna celebrate 100 episodes. It's gonna be great. Yeah. And the last episode before we dive into NASCAR lines and a bunch of wild shit is uh, we're doing a Facebook Live episode. Uh, we got we got over 200 reviews on iTunes, and we appreciate everybody who did that. So Sunday, July 29th at 4 p.m. Central, uh, we're going to hang out on Facebook with you guys, and you guys can ask us questions, and we'll talk about goofy shit, and, um, you know, who Look knows? at our faces. You look at our weird faces. Hear our and voices. Match our weird voices to our weird faces, and we'll show you the studio. Most of you guys will probably have backwards like you usually do. Yep. And people will be freaked out, and that's okay. We'll fix it. <laughs> we'll fix it in your we'll brain. name tags. Yes, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Full H- of them. Hats with our names on them. So yeah, next like Sunday, it. July 29th, 4 p.m. Central. What's that? <laughs> What'd you say? It's just a, it's a very slight variation on a name tag. <laughs> yes. Ryan's going to place his name tag on his hat. <laughs> I'm going to... I'm special. <laughs> I have a special hat. With my special name on it, because I'm a Just special boy. Just go and I'll paint an S on my chest, and you can paint an R on your chest. <laughs> Bananas in pajamas are coming down the stairs. What? Do you remember that show? No. Banana number one and banana number two. Bananas in pajamas. Okay. Cat in the hat? Um, Trying hmm? to find another pop culture reference for, <laughs> for like having named and numbered bodies. Uh, that are you talking for thing you? one and thing two? Thing one and thing two. Oh, sure, yeah, sure, um, sure. Banana one, banana two. Okay. All right. If you want to dress as banana, I'm not going to stop you. Spencer and Ryan. <laughs> I'm going I'm to dress up as thing one in a banana costume. Okay. Can I talk about alien drawings yet? Let's go! Okay. Ryan, you familiar with the Nazca lines? Uh, Is this one of the things that you researched? It's not. It's okay, not. Okay, great. Should we give a primer on out-of-place out of architects? or should we, Whoa. Out of place architects? architects is where I was going. Like they work at Hardee's or something. Out- and- <laughs> I just wish I was designing buildings, but I'm designing burgers. And I am a sandwich artist. And yet, I should be a building artist. Ryan meant to say out of place artifacts. That is what I meant. Should we give a primer or should we send people the, to the previous episode? Yeah, I mean, whatever. You can, you can Google it. You can listen to the other episode. Mm-hmm. Nazca lines aren't exactly one anyway because they're not so much an artifact as they are a geoglyph. Aha. Uh-huh. A Ooh. big series of drawings in the dirt. Ooh, I got yeah. excited. But yeah, we talked about some stuff on last week's episode. If you haven't listened to it, 
You don't have to, but it might be helpful. Yeah. It, it's a good, I think it's a good starting point. We, we go through the concept and, and start from sort of the beginning. Well, sure. yeah. But the Nazca lines are a series of geoglyphs, meaning they're carved into the earth mm. and they are in Peru. Mm. And they're about 250 miles uh, south of Lima along the, the coast of Peru. Mm-hmm. And they were created by the Nazca culture, therefore Nazca lines. Hence the name. And there are these huge, well, some of them are huge. Some are, are fairly small drawings uh, of that. Some of them represent different things like animals. Um, there are some human looking ones. Some are just straight lines. Um, and there are, so the biggest ones are up to 1,200 feet, like in in their longest direction. 1,200 feet? Yeah. So... Whatever. Almost half like a, a mile? F- no, that's terrible math. <laughs> Wait. How miles 5,280. Quarter, quarter, quarter mile. Almost a quarter mile. Fifth, sure. Fifth mile is better. <laughs> yeah. I quit. <laughs> I formally, no, yeah, whatever. I formally apologize. Or exactly 1,200 feet. Uh, oh! And there are about 70 different plants and animals, some people... Some maybe astronaut looking things, who Ayo. knows? Uh, some some lines, um, and some yeah. Longest ones are twelve hundred feet. Some are as few as like a, a couple feet across. And part of why people think they seem out of place or that they're odd is that they were made about two thousand years ago. And. Oh! 2,000 years ago, obviously, it was a lot harder to see things from up in the air. And some of these larger drawings, like the 1,200-foot drawings, you can't really see unless you are up in the air above them. And a lot of these were not discovered until uh, flying became more popular in the 20s and 30s. A la, why the fuck is this a thing that you would make? If it was not a thing that you could so it was not visible from participate in the ground that you were on, isn't it also so, true? Go ahead. Slash, it would have been kind of hard to make these without having the perspective of seeing them from above. Well, and that was another thing I was about to say. Was isn't it true that um, they're I would say like pretty geometric, like especially some of the longer ones are like really straight for how long they are? Uh, I, maybe. I think that's that's hard to say with, like, scale, too, because if you're sure. looking at it from above, yeah, they don't, you know, weave back and forth necessarily, but I don't know if they're, like, within a three-foot or a six-foot or whatever, you know. Radius right, of yeah. degree change, yeah. I, I, I think most of us could probably walk in a fairly straight line, if we had to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Depending on our current states. Okay, buddy. Okay. <laughs> Let's not say things we can't take back. <laughs> but of the uh, of the animals, there are um, a hummingbird, Ooh. a spider, Ooh. a monkey, a whale, a llama, a duck, whoa. a lizard, a, and a dog. Whoa, 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 whoa. How many of these fucking things are there? How many of, how many like images are there? Like formations. Um, well, there are about 70 animal depictions. 70 animal depictions? Yeah. I don't know how many total geoglyphs there are. And also, they're still discovering more of them. 
Uh, because, can we go fly around Peru and discover well, new Nazcalons? People are doing that with drones in the last few years because before you had to fly in a plane or a helicopter or something, and some areas were not as accessible. And right. so now there are research teams flying drones and doing like 3D mapping. Hell yeah. Because because they're just carved into the earth. Basically, there are like layers of rock in this part of Peru. And if you pull away the top layer, the lower layer is a different color. And so it creates a contrast. Oh, so that's how the visual element is formed, is they strip away... The top layer of the earth. A color to expose B color. Yes. Mm, interesting. And so that's more pronounced depending on where it is and how well it's been maintained over thousands of years. Yeah, because that's... I was just thinking that as soon as you said that, I was like, how does that not, through just the general process of like forestry get covered up over time well where they are it rains like once a year oh and they're way the fuck up and they're so they're just there isn't that much there in terms of plant or animal life to interfere to do that and it rains it's like i don't know three inches a year or something okay so they've survived pretty unscathed for the most part yeah but, but just yeah just last year they found 50 new ones through Drones and 3D mapping. 50 new, like, full illustrations? Not all of them are depictions of animals and plants. Some like are, shapes like, or... lines or geometric things. There's one person, astronaut-looking thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think most of the new ones they discovered were of the smaller variety. There's some there, like, three or four meters across. They also have one that depicts a decapitation. <laughs> Oh, Kidogi. Um, which is something apparently the Nazca people did to each other from time to time. Well, they collected quote trophy heads, according to one BBC oof. article I read. Oof. Mm-hmm. Like that Bigfoot guy kept the Bigfoot head in his freezer. Quote unquote. <laughs> I guess. Pardon? I was gonna say supposedly, and then I put quote unquote in oh, there as well. Yes. That wasn't that shit proved to be goofy, by the way. It sure seemed goofy. The Bigfoot head shit. I mean, it certainly wasn't proven to be legit. Somebody tossed that in the Facebook group this week, too. It's a guy with a like ape head in his freezer. I don't think it's legit. Is it an ape? It doesn't even look like an ape head. Whatever. We're not talking about Bigfoot heads. We're not. I mean, we are, but maybe we shouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, yeah, just one, one more thing about that. We were talking about how they've survived for this long. So they, yeah, they yeah. carved down, like, about a foot into the rock. Sure. And the top layer oxidizes, so it's, like, a, a more red color. Mm. Pull that away, the stuff underneath is a lighter color. So you have this sort of, like, it's a, a big etching, basically, by carving down yeah. a foot into the ground. And then there's not enough natural erosion and stuff to replace that foot of earth that was removed over over time i know we said like some of the lines can be up to like 1200 feet in length but do you have any notes about how big some of the illustrations are like side to side or like top to bottom um anywhere from like a few feet up to uh one of them is about 100 feet across that appears to be a combination of several animals Mm. 
Um, so anywhere from like a few feet up to a few hundred feet across. Also, quick correction. Uh, it rains for roughly 20 minutes per year in this part of Peru. It doesn't give like a, a measurement, but it rains about once a year. How is literally everything not dead? I don't think a whole lot lives there. It sure seems like it wouldn't. <laughs> um, the reason I ask about the size of them is because, to your, to your point from earlier, like when you actually go look at the images of them, they look like they would be exceedingly hard to execute on in their size without being like, oops, we ran into that line. Let's bop back over here. Like you're saying the spacing of them, like the spacing, uh, like the spider one is for specifically the spider one has multiple like layers of lines around each other. Okay. And I feel like for a thing of that size to only be able to look at it from a, I'm digging a ditch right now. I feel like it would be really hard to get the layers of that spider correct at every level of it. I mean, mm. maybe I guess you start with like the innermost one maybe, and then you go out from there, but it is a really fascinating and strange concept that like, there's no way to appreciate these at that time. Like you, right. ap you appreciate them by like, I guess standing in the midst of them, but there's not a way to like, well, and the, the theory there is they were not intended to be viewed by humans. They were intended to be viewed by the quote unquote gods and that they were probably related to, uh, asking gods for water. I would be too. Or, uh, yeah. Appealing to gods who could provide you with more than 20 minutes of rain this year. We made you a spider. <laughs> oh, we're so thirsty. <laughs> Does this please you? <laughs> Does this not entertain you? Um, are you not entertained? I should have said that. That's what I meant. I, man, I, I don't know. It just like, it seems odd to me that you wouldn't even like, yes, they were not intended for other people, but to not even really be able to see them from an elevation where they would make sense optically is a strange yeah. thing. They do seem to have sort of categories in terms of the size of these. Mm. So there are some that are just a few feet, and then there are some that are like a couple hundred feet, and then some that are like thousands of feet. And so it, it makes me think maybe they had like a, a grid system or something of like... sure. We're going to take this quadrant and we can put this many things of approximately this size yeah. there. Uh, or, you know, the giant animals are going in this quadrant. And if they're all roughly 300 by 300 meters, then we can fit six of them over there or whatever. Yeah. You're saying how would you like map it out on the ground? Yes and no. Like, a, a, how would you give yourself a guide to follow? or Partially that. I mean, the thing that pops into my mind is the episode we did about crop circles, where, like, people were using sort of rudimentary, like, you create some sort of rope. The rope and board. You tie it. Yeah. Or, or even, I mean, in a situation where you're literally digging down, like, do you do you basically take, like, some sort of stick, stick it in the ground, tie a rope to it, go put another stick over there, 
stick that draw in the ground. Draw a line between the two. Draw a line, and then for that next yeah. seven days, you're digging a trench for 250 feet. Yeah. And then you do line after line after line with, like, you know, ropes and sticks in the ground and just dig directly underneath it. I mean, that, in my head, is how you would do, like, straight lines, but they're not all straight lines. In fact, a lot of them no. are, like, pretty curvy. Like, a lot of them are curvy. Yeah, they're also not the most... Um exact or intricate drawings you know they're most of them are pretty rough some of them are just true shapes and lines and stuff and then the the representational ones are not super complex most of the time the monkey's pretty complex yeah and like the spider's relatively complex i mean i don't know i guess it's hard for me to think in my head what 2000 years ago was complex in my head. Like a lot of things seem complex 2000 years ago, but right, I think that's the, that's the problem that we run into is like, is it actually complex or are we just underestimating what people thousands of years ago must've been capable of? Right. So that we feel better about our dumb selves. Right. I mean, I guess I think with the Nazca lines, the thing for me is like, I'm much less concerned about the ability to do it. I do think it would have been kind of hard, like to, to keep them, it's also estimated that they were made over a period of about 2,000 years, though. Sure. It's like, like that, one person in a generation has to make a make a monkey. Hey, newborn baby, <laughs> welcome to the family. Um, but like one person out of the whole culture, every, ge- every generation has to make one animal. Here's your shovel. <laughs> your life's work is to make a spider. Don't stop digging till you die. <laughs> also, that'll be super fast because you'll be thirsty in like 45 seconds. Yeah. It's gonna rain for twenty minutes for three hundred and sixty five for the next three hundred and sixty five days. So like get every last drop because you got a lot of dish digging to do. <laughs> oh, new baby. Here's your shovel. Why would why would you have the babies do it? That's fucked up. Because they're the most hydrated. <laughs> what? Yeah, they come out hydrated, man. What? they can't stand. How are they gonna use a shovel? They're gonna They don't know they have hands yet. They're going to cry into the ground and use sonic waves to blast away. You're going to build these trenches with baby tears? It's the... This is the worst theory I've ever heard about anything we've talked about. It's the only way (laughs) acidic baby tears shall burn these monkeys into the ground. Um, I'm less... No, but really, though, like I'm less sort of confused or concerned with, like, would it physically be possible for a culture to execute on this? As I am, like, the why to me is a little bit less certain. Because, like, we, you know, we've talked about, uh, like, the Easter Island uh, sculptures, you know. And we've talked about how they were huge and massive and would have taken a long time and a lot of resources, both from, you know, a human perspective as well as, like, a land perspective. Um, And they're facing outwards, so were they meant to ward off travelers or attract the gods or whatever? Yeah. But even those alone, they had a physical presence that was observable and digestible by the people of the island. Like, they were huge, but they were like, you could stand at the bottom one and be like... Oh, look at that big ass face! That's fucking crazy that we that's made this big. That's my uncle. That's my, <laughs> that's uncle, my uncle Ted. That's my Uncle Rocky. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you guys, Spencer, gave me a very disapproving head shake when I made that joke. It's terrible. Um, but but there's a way to observe the thing that you have dedicated that amount of resources into. Whereas, like, 
with the vast majority of these, it's like when you're done, it's like, well, I guess we can like walk along the paths we have created, but there is no way to like see your finished product, which I feel like from a human instinctual perspective just seems well, kind of strange. We don't know. I mean, not if you're trying to appeal to somebody that you think lives above you. That's true. Or, or, and is it a possibility that they had a way to see that stuff that we don't know of? You saying that the uh, the Nazca people made hot air balloons? I just threw my <laughs> hands up in the air. I mean, well, one of the things I think we talked about, I know we talked about in the last episode, was the concept of, you know, we talked about two different out-of-place artifacts being things that... Um, appeared to be airplane like and or have an understanding of aerodynamics mm-hmm. in in some capacity. And I guess my question is like is there a point of elevation in Peru that would have lent itself to a bamboo glider being a thing you could Does bamboo grow in Peru? I don't know, I just assumed <laughs> South America had bamboo. I don't think that's a good assumption in this case. It was just a thing I thought. <laughs> I was thinking lightweight wood and went for it. It's fair. Keep going. But you know what I'm trying to say? Like, you know, can, can, could Wooden, you use... perhaps. What'd you say? Wooden, perhaps. Wood of some sort. Yeah. 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 Balsa wood. Uh-huh. I know that's light. We sure. made Pinewood Derby cars out of it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Cub yes. Scouts. Mm-hmm. I was horrible at that. Being a Cub Scout or Pinewood both. Derby cars or both? Correct. Me too. <laughs> Bro, quick aside, there was uh, there was a guy who was in my Cub Scout troop whose dad was our Cub Scout leader, mm-hmm. and we would have meetings at their place, and at the end of the meetings, he'd be like, come on, guys, i got to show you something in the backyard. And we would go in the backyard, and he would move this piece of plywood, and he had dug a snake pit in his backyard, which was like a six-foot hole where snakes would burrow into the side of it, and then they would fall into the bottom of the snake pit. And he would jump in there with uh, yeah. with a flashlight, <laughs> And heck, he'd be like, heck, "Look what heck, I found!" Heck, heck, heck. And heck, I'd be heck, like, "Heck, heck, 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 heck." And I was why, like, "Why are you telling this right now? This I is was the like, worst." Hey, bro, you're scouting too hard. Can you scout less, what? please? He made a pit of snakes. Uh, correct. And then wanted to jump into it. Yes, correct. To for to, what purpose? To get the snakes out to show us. He wanted to catch snakes. Correct. To show to a bunch of children. Well, this hey. was one of the kids in the group. He lived in the kid lived in the house. And this the kid, was a child doing this. This was a child. That makes so much more sense. Yes. I thought this was like your Cub Scout leader or something. It was our leader's you, I, house whose son was in our group. And the son was the one who was like, snakes are tight. I want my dad to help me build a snake. How pit. much time has that kid spent in jail as an adult? I don't know. I have not kept in touch. Um, I would put the over under at like six years. I remember him being like, come on down. You can grab your own snake. And I was like, nah, gee, I'm good. And I don't think I'm built for this. Yeah. Farewell. There are no poisonous snakes here, at least. But yeah, but did it you was, know that at the time? No, I don't did know. Did they teach I don't, you that in Cub Scouts? Uh, they probably should have before yeah. they were like, come check out our snake pit. But I don't think I they knew They shouldn't that. have brought you to a snake pit was the well, real answer. Yeah. That's the worst. Seemed like a bad idea just across the board. <sighs> Bamboo does grow in South America, by the way. Nice. I nailed it. I don't I can't confirm specifically Peru or not, but they would have had access to bamboo without boats. 
No but boats, like, bamboo boats. Is it possible that there is the the point of elevation in Peru where a glider, an understanding of aerodynamics Lots of was prevalent are high enough up there in Peru? Yeah, and and could you have been able to glide somehow over over these lines and appreciate yeah. them as a citizen of the day? Yeah, probably. Or hot air balloons or spaceships. How would you make a hot air balloon back in the day? Uh, well, heating up air. There are two main ingredients: heating up air, hot air, and a yeah. balloon. And a basket, actually. Three ingredients. They leave that one out of the name. That's an interesting concept. It is a pretty, when you really think about it, I mean, we've made them obviously advanced to our levels of technology of the day, but like. Have we? We just burn gas instead of something else. Well, I guess that's what I mean. It's a like, big balloon metal, and, a, and, a and we burn gas. Sort of controlled fire. Yeah. It's pretty doable. Mm-hmm. How long ago? Can we, we can we spend some Patreon money on a hot air balloon ride one of these oh, days? Fuck, I would really love to, even though we do it, heights scare the shit out of me. I know. Me. Can we do an, a live episode from a hot air balloon with just Ryan screaming? So there is <laughs> pee in my pants now, and um, that's a real thing. We'll take photos. We'll link to them in the show description. Uh-huh. Uh, that is that's called Ryan's pee pants. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. We're gonna take a we're gonna take a four by six of Ryan's pee pants and put it on a t-shirt so you can wear my pee pants wherever on you your go. Chest. This is what a big fucking baby Ryan is. Here are his pee pants on my shirt. Well, I'm yes, correct. Um, no, I think I'd be okay as long as it didn't get like like Red Bull parachuting high, like outer space. You mean? Yeah. <laughs> okay. As long as, as long as we don't pay for me to go up to outer space and then jump and then out jump, of it. Yeah. yeah. I, I think you would probably die. There's a great Netflix, Netflix documentary called A Year in Champagne. Netflix. Netflix. Mm. Look at my neck. <laughs> Look at these necks. <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's just just lots of minutes uh, of different people's necks. I'm going to start an Instagram account called Netflix <laughs> and you just post pictures of people's necks. God. And like eventually people will start following it and someone will be like, hey, it's my neck. <laughs> Just creeping on people's necks in public. Oh, no, I'd ask first. Hey, man, you got a nice neck. It's like humans of New York, yeah. but like Netflix. N- necks. <laughs> yeah, you get it. You're with me. Necks of wherever Spencer is. No, 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 is. it's called Netflix. It's called Netflix. Yeah. Or maybe like really strong people and I could call it ne- Netflix. <laughs> That's a that's a that's a spinoff account. A subsidiary. Once, yeah. yeah. Once mm-hmm. Netflix gets big, yeah. Netflix is yeah. the the, yeah. the child to the parent company. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Um, there's this great uh, there's this great documentary on Netflix. No next involved. Called a year in Champagne, where people. What did you yes, just say? A year in Champagne. Got it. Misheard you. Keep going. I just realized what you heard me say. Yep. <laughs> It's Ryan's pee pants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, a year in Champagne, which is they show the champagne making process, but the very rich people of Champagne also sometimes rent hot air balloons and just slowly glide them over their fields of grapes. Yeah. And uh, it Why looks, wouldn't you? Yeah, of course you would. And it looked very cool and very digestible because it was like, oh, the worst thing that happens is our balloon is going to pop and we'll just like slowly Die. float. No, just like slowly float down the like. 60 feet that we are in the How air. How do you slowly float down if your balloon breaks? I feel like if there was like a puncture in a hot air balloon, you could probably float down oh. like 50 feet without dying. Yeah, I guess. I mean, if it was instantly clipped on all of like the wires, you would probably plummet to your death. Who was the sure. guy who tried to explore Antarctica in a hot air balloon? 
Oh boy, that was an old paid episode. We did a whole thing about that, didn't we? Yeah, that guy, and then he died from eating raw polar bear. Didn't he like? Didn't he fuck up the whole hot air balloon thing? And he was like, "Oh, I've made a terrible mistake. I got to try this a different way." <laughs> Instead of being like, "Nah, this isn't for me." Yeah, no, he he thought that he could just like drift to the to the South Pole, and he or failed. Maybe, no, I might be getting this wrong. Maybe that was the dude who tried to find the North Pole. Mm. I think that's right. And okay. he died on Greenland or something <laughs> from was, eating raw polar bears. He was far away. Mm. Wouldn't it suck to be able to kill a polar bear and then die from like bacteria? It's the great last revenge of the polar bear. Anyway, some people also think the Nazca lines could be astrological symbols. Uh, in what sense? Representations of like constellations. Constellations. Yeah. Uh, is there, has there been mappings that have there been a few, connected yeah. them? Yeah. Interesting. And I guess there are some other references to, you know, cause we, we name our constellations after animals and people and stuff. Right. There are some links to the images like spiders and monkeys and spider monkeys and monkey spiders. And one them, of two things, <laughs> them having the Nazca people having constellations named after these things. Yes. And them being, uh, at certain points of the year, at least, like, mm. underneath where these constellations would appear in the sky. That's pretty interesting. Which would also explain why some of them are just, like, lines and stuff. Like, oh, that long line over there is Orion's belt. It's just three stars next to each other. We yeah. made a straight line. Yeah. So maybe it was, like, a big, big weird star map on a plateau. That's interesting. And maybe, like, the whole purpose was to party inside of each animal when they were directly overhead. And then the gods would admire you and give you 30 minutes of water? Yeah. Maybe. Like, oh shit, it's the spider party tonight. Yeah. They start a big fire in the spider head and mm. go dance in the legs. I can't prove they didn't. I can't prove they didn't either. That's a that's a fascinating thing. I like the concept of it being like a ground reflection of something they were witnessing in the sky. That to me actually makes more sense in some ways because it's like you're seeing it above you and trying to recreate it below you instead of just organically creating something below you that is not observable above you. Right. Like that dynamic actually seems more believable to me, even though to that end, like Peruvian astronomy of 2000 years ago was not something that we necessarily knew much of. Can you imagine though you're up on a, your whatever elevation, many thousands of feet up. Yep. There's no artificial light. Zero light pollution. Yeah, 100%. No atmosphere to deal with for the most part because you're way the fuck up there. No pollution pollution. You would have seen everything. Every night. God, I would have been transcendent, man. But I'm saying that was everyone's situation like everywhere in the world back then. True. But especially at this location. True. Seems pretty reasonable to me that that would have seemed really important. Like the giant... Mm -hmm thing that came over the horizon every night that would like, I don't know what that thing is, but goddamn if it's not huge in here every single day. We should show that thing that we see that thing right. by showing that thing this thing. We see you. And we have those down here. We call them spiders. Uh-huh. Are you a giant space spider? Come hang out. Come hang out. <laughs> this is your landing zone. <laughs> we made you a launch pad. I, I don't know. That theory makes as much sense to me as any others. And then when you, we think about like they were built over or made, carved, whatever, Dug. over thousands of years. Yep. Like it's not that crazy. You just need like a, 
big stick basically to make one. Yeah. If you got enough time, you can do anything. That's if there's no better evidence than the pyramids. Anywhere is walking distance if you got the time. Amen. Yeah, pyramids were were aligned with stars too. Yeah. And took a super long time. And they were just better at building stuff, apparently. Yeah. Maybe more quarryable rock? Sure. Yeah, or, they lived next to like the Nile. That was probably they probably had an advantage. Or they were like, that's really heavy to carry. We'd we'd rather just dig a hole and be done, not dig a hole, then carry this thing for a really work long time. Work smarter, not harder, right? That's right. Shout out to Peru for working smarter, not harder. Uh, last thing on the Nazca lines. Yeah. Because I know you got some stuff you want to get to also. Do. Earlier this year, a commercial truck driver was arrested for driving his truck over the Nazca lines and destroying several of them. What are you doing, bud? Two Deckard. You're two Deckard, bud. I'm getting Deckard on this one. You sure are, It may bud. have been Ray, actually. It may have been Ray. <laughs> so, yeah, Peru's yeah, tech. I found an art piece. <laughs> oh, I'm going to That's my new racetrack. <laughs> I apologize. Just driving in fucking <laughs> fucked up circles. Canada is technically connected to Peru, right? Uh, if if you <laughs> if you believe in yourself, it is. <laughs> right, there's just a canal, but you can can you drive across it? I know. I would imagine yes. Can you I would imagine there's cock a your way. wagon and float it across. You could definitely cock your wagon and float it across, but you're totally gonna get typhoid before that happens. Ooh. So maybe some diphtheria. That was the worst, man. Mm-hmm. It's like. I didn't do anything wrong. It just got diphtheria. <sighs> so now they uh, have security around the site. And they, around all of them? Mm-hmm. It used to be one old German woman who ran security for like 60 years. On some get off my lawn shit? Yeah, she walked around with a stick. She was blind. And a flashlight? She was blind after a while. Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> There's like one woman who studied these from, they were discovered in the 30s or rediscovered Bro. in the 30s. And there's one old, or she wasn't old at the time, one young German woman who like dedicated her life to learning about them, and she lived out there mostly by herself until she went blind and got skin cancer because she lived at like 10,000 feet, and then she died. Oh, yeah. If she didn't get abducted by aliens, they had, no, they had nothing I'm to saying. do with aliens. Right. I'm bummed about She was that out there by herself every night. If she spent her entire life as a, as a young and old blind woman walking the Nazca lines, learning about them, protecting them from others, and being inside of them, and she never got abducted, they Mar- had nothing to do with it. Her name's Maria Reicha. R-E-I-C-H-E. Shout out to Maria. Dude, her story is fucking fascinating. Uh, we, we don't have time to get into it today, but give Maria Reicha a Google sometime. I love, I love her passion. She was upon... Uh, or no, before she died in 92, she was granted uh, official Peruvian nationality by the government. They're like, you've been here watching these things for us for the last 40 years? Yeah, you're Peruvian now. Hey, that's a good look. <laughs> she also realized their importance probably before many of them were, in fact, discovered. Like, she was like, these are important. I'm going to protect them. And if they continue to discover more and more over the years, they were like, oh, right. She was leading the charge on a thing that we should have been protecting this whole time. Yeah. That's tight. Yeah. I like that. She moved out there in like the like 40s or 50s, I guess 50s. Is there a book about her? Uh, There is, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Dude. Let me see if I can pull up the-, the We got to have a library on the website, man. Somebody asked um, about this again. The book is called Maria Reicha Nazca Lines Theory. Oh, dang. Mm-hmm. She had her own theories about what, what they, they were, were and- how they made them and all that kind of stuff. I would be exceptionally curious, and I mean this with no disrespect, I would be exceptionally curious to know 
the what a, what a blind person would think about such a sort of inherently like visual monument. Well, she didn't start out being blind. Oh, so she wasn't born blind. No. Okay. She went blind later in life. I see. Okay. 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 I was saying that because it may have also been when you're like way. I don't know what the elevation is at this part of Peru, but in some parts of Peru, it's really fucking high. And, and the, sunglasses the sun, are probably not a popularized fashion feature sun, at the moment. Sun can do gnarly things to your eyes and skin, sure. especially in the '40s when we didn't really know better. Right. But uh, she started researching them in in 1940. Damn. Mm-hmm. When Peru joined the Allies. Damn. Mm-hmm. And that's she, that's she, a thing that I didn't know happened. Happened. Well, she got stuck in Lima. Oh, mm-hmm. and then she stayed. As in, she was like dipping out of Germany to like escape. No, I think she just like happened to be there, researching them, and then oh, Peru. <laughs> and she was like, "Nah, I'm good." No, she could. She wasn't allowed to go back. And it doesn't seem like she would have wanted to no. much at that point. No, uh, as far as I would be concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she she lived there for like 50-some years studying them. You know what? They're monsters that are killing people, and y'all got cool rocks. So, like, if everybody's cool with it, I'm just going to walk around your rocks <laughs> forever. She, she walked around with a broom a lot of the time to, like, sweep stuff off that would fall onto them or blow onto them. I love Maria. So a lot of people thought she was a witch. I love Maria with all my heart, and I want her to be my new adopted grandma. Well, she's dead. <laughs> Maria... <laughs> Anyway, there's a fascinating book about her, and there are big excerpts of it on the internet, so if you want to check it out. We got to figure out our, our reading list. Maybe that's what we should do. Maybe we should have Maybe one. we should stop talking about it and not doing it so no, that people know, don't send us emails about fair, fair, fair. things that we haven't done. Maybe we should Maybe we should create one blog post that's just like a li- every time we have a new book, we just add it to that. Tell, tell me these things like 15 minutes from now so that we don't Come on, we 3, do other production meetings all the time. I know, and then people get annoyed when we don't do those things. Look, guys, we have a lot of ideas, and we're only humans. We can execute on a certain percentage of them. <laughs> um, cool, man. That's dope. I funk with the Nazca lines heavy. There's a... Uh, I don't know. It's not really like a, an artifact, I guess, but it's... Well, it's just a really fucking big artifact. Yeah, it wasn't made at one time. It was made over thousands of years. Yes, and I think the 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 reason it one hundred percent falls into this is like, well, for two, it's twofold, right? Like, the one version of it is they potentially had an understanding of the stars that we didn't think Peruvian people two thousand years ago had, if they are reflecting constellations at the time. I I think lots of ancient people had a lot of understanding about the stars. That's been pretty well documented. We about to get into that. Okay. Um, and probably or, a lot more knowledge than we do now in some ways because you see it every day. Right. And, I w- and then I would say, and or um, if the suspicion is that there was an ability to appreciate them from sure a vertical. Those are just both speculation in this case, is all. True. Well, I have one that's not speculative. Okay. Hit oh, me with it. Oh, geez, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, Bill. Um, Too much LaCroix. Spencer exploded. Um, and it is a true uh, is a true artifact, I think, from more so the like the dictionary definition of it. Not the lines in the dirt definition of it? Yeah, which yeah. I'm which I'm fine with that definition too. Um uh, what you know about the antikythera mechanism. 
not a goddamn thing. Antikythera mechanism is very fun to say. percussive mm-hmm. in its own right. It's, um, uh, it's like archipelago, which is a word I can say now thanks to the podcast. Hey! Yep. We did cover that one at one point, and, didn't we? Sorry. Say that one more time for me. Uh, which part? Archipelago? The, the thing, no, <laughs> the thing that we're actually talking about. He said it and then he lost it instantly. He's <laughs> yeah. like, oh shit. Uh, the Antikythera mechanism, Antikythera I mechanism. think is how it's pronounced. Um, well, you come out here talking about the pronunciation and then go... Do you want me to spell it for you? Sh- no. <laughs> well... That probably confused me more. Then you gotta deal with Antikythera. Fair. All right. Deal. That. Agatha Christie mechanism. All right. <laughs> What's it about? So we've ab- we've abandoned it already. It automatically writes mystery novels. Uh, the Antikythera... Ancient spooky ones. <laughs> How many Antikythera <laughs> mechanisms does it take to what, rewrite Shakespeare's sorry, catalog? I'm going to shut up. What is this thing? Um, what, uh, what would you say if I told you this is the oldest computer that's ever existed? Well, you haven't told me how old it is. Um, is it from like the 1970s? <laughs> well, as of... <laughs> Because then you would believe the shit out of me, wouldn't you? No, no, you'd still be you'd be too early. Still be a little. Yeah, I go too early. Late, late. Time is hard. Time is hard. It's math, just different. This is an ancient computer, you say? It's an ancient computer. Uh, we can date it somewhere around uh, 150 to 100 BC. Mm. How do we know it's a computer? What's it made out of? Well. Uh, it's you made. Got any, you got any games on it? <laughs> it doesn't have any games on it. There's not a color version. Damn it! Um, it's made out of metal, and the metal that it's made out of actually creates a vast series of gears that interface with each other. So let's rewind. In 1901, a shipwreck off the coast of Antikythera, Greece, mm. was uncovered. And divers started diving and rescuing things from this dive. Divers going to dive. Divers going to dive. Um, and over time through 1901, 1902. Uh, yep, that's the right order. I'm saying like two to three years oh, it took okay. to continue to do this dive. I was and, like, yes, three, yeah. <laughs> four. Mm-hmm. Go on. And, and, and. Um, over, over, over time, they finally got to sort of the hull of the ship and brought out a wooden box and inside this wooden box uh was it really looked like a rock to begin with okay. inside of it and basically through many many years of corrosion and sort of i don't even know what you'd call it i mean this this these chunks of metal have been sitting underwater for well as we know now thousands of years uh, many barnacles. Many barnacles. <laughs> this is an extremely barnacled computer. What kind of metal is it made of? Do we know? Um, I don't have it in my notes. Hmm. Seems like that might be important. I can I can look quick. Tin. I don't think it was tin. Mm. I would guess some kind of like Gold. iron. Um, they just call it. Um, a metal corroded mass, basically, is mm. what what it is. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, so they pull this thing out of a wooden chest. At they the pull this of the thing ocean out of a wooden box in 1901 or two. in 1901, and they can't really figure out what it is in the early 1900s. They're just like this. Just looks like a gear or a couple gears. They don't know how old it is at the time. 
Um, only recently in the last like 20 years or so were they able to date this thing and find out that it's like a couple thousand years old and they start x-raying it and using x-rays to figure out that there are inside of the Antikythera mechanism, it has at least 30 separate gears and is possible was possibly used to plug into additional gears that would continue to power more gears, if that makes sense. Okay. So teeth that feed teeth, where you would have a singular central crank that to power these gears, and potentially if it were to be implemented into a greater gear system, would be able to power additional gear systems. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah. So if you were to just add more teeth, you could sink your teeth with your teeth and have more teeth. Yes. Yes. Um, so speaking of creating representations of the stars, what we sort of now know is that the Antikythera mechanism, originally since it was found off the court, off the, um, off the country of Greece in the water, people thought that it was from Greek times when it was found. And uh, was yes, Greek times. Potentially from ancient Greece is what I meant to say, <laughs> where they were potentially creating um, a mechanism that would reflect the movements of the moon and the sun and the planets and the stars as a calendar. And it was, okay. they thought it was a reflection of the Greek calendar as the ancient Greeks understood it. Which would maybe explain why it was on a ship? Uh, potentially, yes, because it could have been used for a navigational device. But they also believe because the ship was carrying additional Babylonian artifacts, mm. that it was actually from Babylonian times, and the dating of it predates what we know as the Greek calendar. Oh, right. So they think that actually much of what we know about ancient Greek understanding of calendars potentially came from a device that was built in ancient Babylon hundreds and hundreds of years before that. So the Greeks cheated. The Greeks may have had some, uh, they might've might had like a TI 83 while everybody else was funking with. What about the 83 plus though? Uh, they have, maybe they had the 83 plus while everyone was funking with the normal mm -hmm. TI 83. But it didn't have any games on it. No, but, no drug wars. No ability to write the word boobs upside down. Uh, you can if, do that on a regular calculator, bro. But you could not do it with a 30-gear uh, uh, time worthless, then. mechanism. Um, Maybe it was just a really big watch. It kind of was. <laughs> I mean, in some ways, it kind of was. The, the idea was that you So they're could, giants, is what you're saying. What do you mean? Well, it must have got. It must have fit on someone's wrist. It was huge. Yes, I suppose it's not that big. No, they were giants. I'm sticking with it. All right, I I've like made, it. I've made up my mind. <laughs> Be a very fancy watch. <laughs> well, very fancy giant watch. Yeah. Um, the the basically a lot of the research that has been done has been around the size of the gears, the number of teeth in the gears, and our assumptions about how the gears interface with each other to create sequences of time that reflect things like the lunar cycle, the solar cycle, months, uh, the 365-day calendar year, which is represented in the sequences of gears with, like, notches and numbers. Um, and one of the things that's 
kind of fascinating about it is uh, its levels of both accuracy and inaccuracy. They say that over time it probably got more and more inaccurate because since they were hand-carved gears, the teeth would have eaten at each other enough that they would have become more and more inaccurate because they wouldn't have spun in the same way that they were originally intended to. But the idea is that the original design was like insanely complex. And the hard thing is because these sort of gears were all corroded into rock in a single mass, it's since been split into three separate pieces. And then those three separate pieces have been x-rayed to get sort of a broader picture of all of the gears included. Couldn't you do that? And then just like 3d print one and see what it does. Oh, my dude. Okay. They have. Okay, so what does it does? Well, unfortunately, <laughs> it, 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 it does what we think it does, but the problem is because it was not corroded in its original shape, we can't actually see exactly which gears would have fed into other gears. So this was more of like oh. a box of pieces where if you understand the math of the pieces, you can you can intuit what they were meant to do. But there are actually like there have been multiple papers written by multiple different archaeologists who have pitched what we think the gear setup would have been like this. And here's what it would have accomplished if the gears were assembled in this fashion. And there have been multiple different takes on what that looks like. In fact, um, if you look if you look online, there's these like super incredible uh, gear schemas that will tell you like basically what uh <laughs> what moon phase what would have been what would have been in when this gear was at this display point like Ryan ah. is showing me a thing that looks like possibly an advertisement for Sim City <laughs> um yo that's pretty good <laughs> or like maybe a lego instructional sheet yeah but for like the pirate ship yeah, for like one of the really complicated ones. Really complicated ones. ones. Um, what is that supposed to tell me? It tells me what day it is? It Kind of. You ever uh, wonder how we know what day it is, by the way? All the time. Nonstop. Who says it's Tuesday? Somebody who's been dead for a thousand years, at least. Right. We just started counting one day, and everybody said, like, yep. Try that shit next time you want a day off. And who and who? Hey, didn't, you didn't come into work on Monday. How do you know it was Monday? Who didn't argue? Prove it. Who didn't argue? What do you mean? How did two people like from two different places not have a point where somebody was like, I guarantee you it's Wednesday? Especially with languages. Yes. And the, everybody else said, I guarantee you it's Thursday. We have Thursday on our calendar. And they were like, no, it's Wednesday. And they're like, no, it's Thursday. We have 17 days in, in a week. Yeah. Fucking deal with that. Mm-hmm. I was blown away that. Today's Flobdob. <laughs> the 16th day of the month week. You don't have Flobdop, you fucking <laughs> simpletons. How dare you not have Flobdop? Your God is going to ruin you for not having Flobdop. You guys better carve some shit into the ground you real better quick. Fucking, <laughs> better you, start digging. If you, don't dig a, if you don't dig a spider monkey right now, you're going to get fucking electrocuted mm, and not rained on. Mm. Well, guys, there's a lot of weird old shit in the world. The Antigothera mechanism is fascinating to me. It's really hard to uh, it's really hard to explain how these gear mechanisms work together, but many people much smarter than us have uh, have actually tried to figure it out. And I think the the most interesting part of it to me is that it's it's a time teller in its in its core, and they've 
figured out that you can tell the passage of time with it. And it predates anything we understand as like a medieval, like medieval European clock by like a thousand years. Hmm. What about so, Stonehenge? Um, I mean, a clock with like moving gears and mechanisms that point to like other additional things. Giants, bro. Giants, bro. Sick Rolly. Sick Same. Rolex. Um, there's a there's a great video, by the way, of dudes who remade this with Legos. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's it's uh, it's a video that it's a company called Nature Video published. And if you just uh, if you just search for Lego Antikythera mechanism nature video, uh, it comes up and they show you how the mechanisms work together. And it's pretty fucking badass. So go see an ancient computer slash clock from thousands of years before we thought we could have had one. We out of here. Is that it? Are we out of time? Sure are. Time flies when you're fucking talking about the wildest shit in the universe. Yep. Love you, bud. Send us an email at hi at whatifpodcast.com if you want to tell us a story. Uh, we stay getting voicemails. We know we didn't play any this week. We had a lot going on. Uh, 612-246-4614. Face your fears, son. We love y'all. We'll see you next week. Bye.